0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 257, (laughs) recorded live on Saturday, May 19th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who is currently living in 88-degree weather, Dave Pollay. Hey! The man who is currently living in 89-degree weather, Andy Lowe, Hi. And our guest this week, who's currently sitting at a nice 60 degrees, Johnny Nero. 60 degrees and sunny. God. 88 degrees and sunny. 89 degrees and sunny. (laughs) I don't think sunny is the question here, Johnny. Uh,
1: I I think it is if you're speaking from someone who's in Seattle.
2: You know, Seattle isn't always dark and gray.
1: Um, You're obviously not here during the uh, months of October through last month. No, I was in Wisconsin
2: where during the generally during the months of September through last month there's snow on the ground. There wasn't any snow on the ground. There was no snow on the ground this year. <laughs> I think Seattle might have gotten more snow than we did if you take out the one week where we had six inches. Right. Is that- is is it being sunny really that important to you, Johnny? Um during the summer months, yeah. <laughs>
0: Wait, now I'm just curious. What is the current temperature down in Houston? Who do we know in Houston? Who do we know in Houston? Oh, I yeah. <laughs> <me. Right.
1: laughs> oh.
2: Talking to Johnny. Right. Got it.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hi. I'm not the only one you know in Houston, though.
2: <laughs> no, oh. I, I understand that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's <laughs> by association, though. I've just taken everything from Texas and moved it to Seattle because – that's kind of what's been
1: going on. Yeah, I'm really the only one that matters anyway, so... It is 90 Ouch. degrees out
0: in uh, Houston, Texas right now. 98? 90. 90, okay.
2: So 88, 89, and 90. And what's 60 Humidity something? down
0: there. Uh, humidity, where is that on... Why? <laughs> do, do, do. Humidity is
1: 94%. I chose correctly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 94% humidity is... That's fog. That's normal.
0: <laughs> uh, yep. Let's see. Midnight tonight, it's going to be 74 with an 80% humidity.
2: Yep. 94% humidity. Like, you, could, you don't need to drink at that point. You don't nope. need to intake water.
1: You just breathe. No, it, it stays that way th- all the way through, like, August and September. So imagine that humidity with 102 degrees outside. You walk into a wall walking out of a building.
2: Oh, right. That, like, fish could survive out of the water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now you know I wanted to get the hell out of Houston. Wow. <laughs> I'm just having visions of, like, fish
2: flying in the air because <laughs> they don't need to be in the water.
0: That and the fact Johnny gets to go curling. Yep. We've actually got a tournament coming up in a couple weeks. Wait, you guys are still playing?
1: Yeah, we, uh, we play up until uh, the uh, beginning of June, and then they melt the ice for the summer. Wow,
0: normally even Detroit only plays up till Easter.
1: Yeah, we only have one club up here, and it's actually rather small, and there's such a demand for it that they extended the season so that they could get those people in. How many sheets you got? Five. <laughs> That's not a small club. You have five sheets. Yeah, but the, but by five sheets means that you literally have them one right next to each other. There's about I, I, two inches of separation between it.
0: That's Detroit's four sheets, and they're packed edge to edge.
1: Yeah, and all of our all of our leagues fill up almost immediately. And about four days out of the week, we have there's no time for open ice because um, about four days out of the week we're hosting parties and corporate get-togethers and stuff like that there too. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, it's really super popular up here.
0: When does your season start? Because if it's open during
1: PAX, if ever I go out there, i got to get on the ice. It starts, I think, four weeks after PAX? Yeah, like a month after PAX. Oh. Yeah. So early be, October. It be, yeah, it might be late September, early October. So,
0: Yeah, sorry about that, Dave. I just had, I was curious. Oh, huh,
2: what? I'm, I'm sorry, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you guys
2: you... talking about something?
0: Yes, curling, one of my favorite sports, which is now actually on Photocracy. After the season is ended,
1: huh? well, you should just move out here.
0: <laughs> I am quite comfortable in my current position.
2: <laughs> I don't know, and it could be worth applying to like Amazon and Microsoft.
0: Yes, but I'm switching to broadcast engineering. I don't think they need broadcast engineers for web companies.
1: Eh, web uh, web shows, web web series, that kind of stuff. If companies want to start doing that,
0: uh, I don't know. Production seems like such a drag now. <laughs> As I'm sitting here producing a frickin' podcast every week. Yeah, like, how
2: Andy, you've been producing for five years.
1: Pretty much and, by myself, but don't tell Dave that. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of the Random Access Podcast.
2: <laughs> what no. is this, Epic Default? <laughs> oh! Yeah, how's that going,
1: Johnny? <laughs> Oh, we gave up on it. Well, I gave up on it long long ago. It still exists. But yeah, it's still on my iTunes RSS feeds. Yeah, I don't no, you know can, why. You can delete that. I have I have another podcast in which I pretty much, all I really have to do is just get everyone together. I don't do any of the real production besides posting yeah. it online. So.
2: That reminds me, though, we need to go recover those PAX episodes and see if we can get a hold of the third part from Leapix. I have all three of them. Do you have all three of them? Yeah, I have all three of them. Okay, we should probably host all three of them, because LeapBix doesn't exist anymore. It sounds like Epic Default is uh, following that same path.
1: Well, the site itself, like, the domain we're going to hold on to for a while, I'm I'm pretty sure, but I think the site itself is going to go down, but, like, all the stuff's still on the FTP, so. Mm.
0: I should go pull my three articles off of
1: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're three of the 120 in its three-year span. No, but I got a new podcast called uh, Drunkosophy, so... Drunkosophy?
2: <laughs> Drunkosophy. Wait, Drunk... Philosophy. Okay. Pretty much. Okay.
0: Go ahead. I got am sorry. I'm just what, trying to Google what? it right now. Yeah,
2: oh. like, what do... What happens? Do you all just drink and record?
1: Pretty much, and then we just talk about deep, somewhat intellectual topics, and then occasionally talk about dinosaurs. Two episodes so far. We've share actually our have, love of MacGyver. Ah, MacGyver. We have uh, ten recording sessions already made. Next week, next Saturday, actually, we're going to do a double header. We try to do one. Try to put on an episode every two weeks. So every two weeks, bah. <laughs> Hey, look! Some of us actually have professional lives, Andy. All right. I just came from work. Yeah, you really, you, you can't do that. I got up Connie. at
0: five in the morning, drove into work, and was at work for eight hours,
1: and then came home and now we're recording. And compared to the rest of the RA podcast? Meaning me? <laughs> no, meaning how, how long were you able to pretty much just focus on this in your free time, when, when you had a lot of free time?
2: Oh, like the first
0: two years. Yeah. Then I got married. Once the random topic recap started showing up. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. That's when you can mark, uh-oh. <laughs> hey, that was a pretty brilliant idea. I'm like, crap, we should just keep doing episodes. But what can we do episodes of? Yeah. It was actually a really good idea. Yeah. Because, now, I well, understand. No, there,
2: so, so, hang on. It, it was a good idea until we started to run out of random topic recaps.
0: Until you used it as a crutch. <laughs> Until Dave used it as a crutch when he was teaching. I had shit to do. <laughs> I know. You were building robots and such. It's a cool thing. Yes. Oh, God.
1: Ooh, ooh, Charlie Horse. What the hell? The, <sighs> ah, fuck. You get a Charlie Horse while recording a podcast. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I was what, sitting there. What and are all, you doing
2: over there, Andy?
0: I'm sitting in a chair, and all of a sudden I just put, you know how you sit with one of your legs under the other one? No, my... you're
2: sitting in a chair. <laughs> you sit with your legs off the chair.
0: Oh, jeez. What was that? Andy, you're
2: <laughs> the <laughs> only person in the world who has injured himself. No wait. Recording that... no, Leo Laporte has injured himself recording a
1: podcast. Yeah, that that was a funny video. And that'll probably happen a lot more over on Dragosophy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, Charlie Horse. Ow.
1: The only
2: person who's injured himself on our podcast. True. Not that we've had overly many people on R.A. podcast.
0: Well, yeah, there was the time that rubber band snapped when I was playing with it. That was a fun one.
1: <laughs> so, you, once again, you are the only person who's injured <laughs> Yes, I have been on the only, only person who's
0: injured myself during the recording of these podcasts.
2: And, like, I'm sitting here playing with knives and sharp objects, <laughs> and Andy's little <won't> <laughs> hurt. I'm just
0: sitting here, and all of a sudden I get a Charlie horse because of the way I'm sitting. It's ridiculous. Oh, ow. All right, I'm good. Are, really? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Now, see, I would, I would guess on Drunkosophy. The only problem is when I get drunk, I get quiet.
1: The problem, the problem with Drunkosophy that we found out, because we've been trying to get Tony in on it every now and then, is that because our, our point is to get inebriated, a um, couple episodes we got way too inebriated, but we try to get at least something so we can get a little loose, is we start talking a lot over each other. And uh, we actually have someone who produces the podcast. We have someone who runs the soundboard because of that fact. Um, but we realize that it's not really something to be able to do over Skype. So <laughs> the one rule we have is if you're going to be on the Drunk Ospy podcast, you have to be or at least visiting Seattle.
2: You have to be Seattle?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. Hi, my name's Seattle. And I'm an alcoholic.
1: Yeah, you should see the interview we had with the Space Needle on the last episode. It was actually really uh, really in-depth and uh, interesting. The, so. the
2: interview with the Space Needle? Yeah. Because you have to be Seattle, and thus yes. the Space Needle is Seattle. I see.
1: It's not that hard, Dave. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because apparently someone forgot to put topics on the website until about 20 minutes before we started recording.
2: That wasn't so much forgot. Dave just doesn't do that. That's,
1: that's just kind of par for... Dave doesn't do
2: that. <laughs> Dave's the one who had more topics on this week. This week? Oh, yes, my. this week. <laughs> you know, Andy, that's, that, that's fine. You want to make the claim you put more topics up there. That's okay. I built the damn system we use to put the topics on. Yeah, that was my idea for that, though. Yes. I know, and And you
0: put it together, yes, I know.
1: I love guesting on this show just to give you guys fodder to just argue over. (laughs) You Just say (laughs) one sentence and sit back for 20 minutes, it's awesome. You see, this is what I was actually thinking about when I was at work, thinking about the podcast, thinking about,
0: oh crap, I didn't post any topics.
2: That's fine, we have Johnny.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I was actually thinking about that, I was like, no... Because this has gone through my head a couple of times about just getting a rotating third host in the show. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes <laughs> Dave and I responsible
2: are... you for finding the topics.
0: No, just this, I was just thinking sometimes Dave and I are just too similar, and so we're not able to argue about a topic. What the hell? My phone is on silent, and it still plays that?
2: Mm. Dude, Andy, you are feeling left and right.
0: Oh... <sighs> It's crazy day. Crazy,
2: crazy day. Crazy day. So, you know, it's your fault for getting Johnny on is what's going on. Yes,
0: I know. It was my fault. Well, technically, it was Johnny's fault because he talked to me.
2: How dare he? I know.
1: <laughs> How dare he see what's up? How dare my new job allows me to actually see what's going on on the internets again.
2: Congratulations on the new job, by the way.
1: Thank you very much.
2: This is a Microsoft Xbox
1: division. Yes, I uh, am part of the Elite Tweet Fleet.
2: Okay, let us say this right now. Anything Johnny says, and I'm sure he will be careful saying whatever he says at this point. But anything Johnny says on the show is his own view, and not the view
0: of Microsoft or any other companies affiliated with him.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to take myself out of any sort of Xbox talk anyway, just because of that fact. But I just don't want to. I don't want to put yeah, any sort of doubt that it could be anything.
2: It's Go. not worth trying. But yeah, this is this is just Johnny, not Microsoft.
1: Uh, could we call uh, him Microsoft Johnny now?
2: Yeah. <laughs> No, no.
1: Hey, Johnny, how's Sheep? Sheep is uh, sitting right by my guitar right now, guarding the okay. guitar. I may have to bring him. I may have to bring her into the office next week. Ooh, Andy, Would do
0: you, you know who Sheep is? Yes, I know who Sheep is. It's a- <laughs> picked- Who was the
1: one who picked Johnny's song for the closing theme?
2: Wait, Johnny's song is on our closing
1: theme now. You didn't. It's been on your closing theme for like the last year and a half. Oh. Dave, you really just show up. He <laughs> yes, yes,
2: I really do.
0: Yes, yes, he does, and thank you for somebody else noticing that.
2: <laughs> thank like, you. oh, it's, it's Saturday. It's time to record. Oh't no. Let's go find a couple topics and talk with Andy for an hour and a half. <laughs> Actually, I, I have been working on finding other guests. Yes, I he has. do more There's, than show up.
0: There is some stuff
1: in the pipe. And then if Dave yeah, goes to PAX, we'll I the- I
2: end up being like the actual PR person for RA podcast.
1: Yeah, by the way, how is are you guys coming up for, for uh, Prime this year?
2: I'm planning on it. I need to get my press passes. Damn you. And um, I system. still don't have
0: an actual job, so therefore. Wait a my...
1: minute! Wait, but you just got off work. <laughs> well, no, no. It's uh, I'm saying like an actual, actual job, job with benefits. With benefits. <laughs> oh, okay. Johnny, how,
2: wait. How, why are you saying damn your press pass? You friggin' enforce every year.
1: I can't this year, at least. Oh no! Like I can. Do you have tickets to PAX? Um, I have someone holding a pass for me just in case. So with 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 the new job, since I'm new there, and since it is part of. The Xbox division. I am one of a uh, group of 17. Um, I am also one of a group of 17 who went that weekend off for PAX. Uh, <laughs>
2: it's kind of interesting, though, that they aren't considering sending you to PAX.
1: There might be, um, but that's, once again, that'll be like, if if they do something like that, because we actually do work on the weekends occasion, uh, uh We are open on the weekends if you were to go... To add Xbox support on Twitter right now, you'd see us tweeting at people. Um, and there's like a rotating schedule. And I, I fully believe that since I'm one of the new guys, I'm probably pretty low on the totem pole for that. But, but I do have the super early morning shift, so I will at least be there for the after, for the, uh, after stuff. Cool. So we'll see about actually going though. Don't know quite yet. And who knows? Maybe I'll get a maybe I'll get a speaker pass because they do sometimes do uh, social media panels there too.
2: Mm-hmm. True. And then uh, I mean, you could also probably find whoever's in charge of the Microsoft entirety at PAX and say, "I'm very well acquainted with the people in the process, having worked there for the last three years."
1: Well, technically, I've only worked there one year, but yeah.
0: He's also pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah. So.
1: I'd still have to get the time – I'd still have to get it from my boss, so. Mm. So speaking of time – We're probably running a little out. Yeah, you can't blame me for this because I set it up perfectly for you to go right into the topics earlier. Yeah, no. Wait, when did you set up –
2: you set up a topic. When did you set up a topic?
1: No, I I set up to go into the topics.
2: Yeah, no, no. That's not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
0: Well, I'm going into the topics. Okay. And since I'm the one who actually does anything anymore – what? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, do you remember the, the podcast that Mo wanted to create a long time ago called Fantastic Disaster? Yes, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the episode title for this episode. Okay. <laughs> Train wreck. <laughs> it just well. Tra- Fantastic Disaster
1: just sounds much. It sounds better. Look, if you guys okay. are really worried, you you've got a precedent. You can just push it back to an hour and sixteen. True.
2: 70 minutes, 76 special. Yep. We, we do have that ability. I thought we were limiting those, though.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I
0: was going to try and do with this episode, but who knows what the hell's going to happen, because this episode <laughs> is crazy!
2: <laughs> part one, part two. Oh, God. Three <laughs> of recording. Just released two 45-minute clips, one on Monday and one on Thursday. No, one episode a week. Mondays. That's what all I'm saying. All okay. right, so, Facebook. A lot of stuff happened. On Friday, Okay, Facebook on Friday, Facebook on Friday. their iPO Facebook finally went public. This is probably one of the most advertised and well-known IPOs in modern history.
1: Mm-hmm. There had to have been people who were like instant millionaires on this
2: oh they, they billion yeah billionaires. billionaires they made so much but the problem like the people who made the money already had a lot of money. This was not like, hey, I'm an average Joe. Oh, now I'm a millionaire. No, these are millionaires who are now billionaires.
1: Yeah. I would not be surprised, actually, if if Facebook's stock drops significantly within the next couple of weeks.
0: See, Bono from U2 owns a 2.3% share of the company of Facebook. Yeah. So uh, that investment group is now going to be worth an excess of $2.01 billion. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Zuckerberg Steak is going to be 19.2 billion. It's one expensive cow.
1: But um bump.
0: Wait, 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 wait. My phone's on silent. No, no it's not. <laughs> no, nope, yes, it is. There we go. Now it's off of silent and. Okay, see, that
2: took way too long for a rim shot.
1: It would have been so easy to write down time code, rim shot, and yeah. just pop one in in the editing process.
2: See, but Andy doesn't really produce. <laughs> he just cleans up the audio.
0: <laughs> I have everything down to scripts now. I've been doing this for so long. Every, I've got scripts now for the beginning, I, scripts for what filters I run through, everything. It's all scripts now other than thinking of an episode title. Yeah.
2: So, I if I got the scripts, I could replace Andy.
0: I'd love you I'd love to see you try and replace me.
2: I wouldn't replace. The show would fall apart. <laughs> yes it would. Very quickly.
0: So, Facebook, kind of <laughs> faltered out of the gate, kind of like this episode. Um Oh no, I think we
2: came out of the gate charging <laughs> in some random just in the direction. Wrong direction. <laughs> Um, Facebook just kind of stumbled and then picked up and then stumbled and then dropped and then picked up. Uh, it did, however, sell oh like, I mean, it's a share. There's a finite number, but you can sell and then resell and then resell. And that happened 2.7 million times within per second the, within the first 30 seconds of training, trading. 2.7 million shares per second. What's that? What's the volume of shares?
0: 580 seconds. million shares of Facebook are out there now. God, $104 billion market capital. So the company is really rich. Yeah. Well, What's really funny, though, is the fact that um, they were supposed to start trading at 11 a.m., but there was such a demand that... People were placing orders, but NASDAQ couldn't keep up with all the orders coming in and going out and everything. They they, Honestly, they could not keep up. And so a bunch of people didn't get their shares actually uh, bought until, like, the stock was up to $42 or something like that. And so they were all complaining and – Yeah. It was a little ridiculous. That and also the fact that the stock closed. It opened at $38 a share. It closed – At $38.23 a share.
2: (laughs) Well, it means it was valued properly. Yeah. Which means a lot of banks are going to be pissed.
0: Because
1: everybody else,
0: yeah, normally when an IPO comes out, it's what, about like 10, 15% lower than what it's supposed to be because everybody wants that first day bump.
1: Yeah. Sounds a lot like that Victor Borga joke about Mozart and his first and last note ever written. Oh my God, somebody else knows about Victor Borga? My dad grew, like taught me comedy on uh, Victor Borga.
2: Andy, I, wait. You've been doing this show with me for how long, and we've never brought that up? No. Phonetic punctuation? Yep. <laughs> Inflationary language? <laughs> Seven up, six up?
1: Yeah. No, uh, Victor Borga has a joke where he's talking about how he, he has a large music collection, and in it he has uh, Mozart's first note that he wrote when he was six years old, and it happens to be a C, and he plays it on a piano. And then he goes into this long diatribe about all the stuff that Mozart's done and everything. It comes down to the very last piece he ever wrote and the very last note of that piece, which he also has in a little plastic container. And it happens to be a D, and he plays it on the piano, and he plays a C and a D. And anybody who knows a piano music key knows that those are right next to each other. And so he just pauses after listening to it and looks at the audience and goes, actually, it doesn't seem like he did very much, did he? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh,
2: Victor Borga. Oh. Hungarian Rhapsody.
0: <laughs> oh, and he's got the page turner, which was actually his son if I remember correctly. Oh man, Victor that was one of the things that I never knew anybody else knew about until a while. PBS for the win. Yep,
2: yep. Okay, so Facebook came out and had, you know, a lot of money. Uh other things happened on Friday though, some of which Quite possibly as a result of Facebook.
0: Yeah, um, Zanga. We all remember Zanga with their IPO coming out and everything. Zanga actually had a halt placed on their trading because the d- stock dropped thirteen percent following Facebook's IPO getting released.
2: Yeah, you know, this I've seen other stocks drop more than thirteen percent in a day, and they didn't halt their trading. I think it's the thing with the Nasdaq that if it drops too quickly. Like, it probably dropped, like,
0: 13%, like, on a dime is when it dropped, my guess. I'll have to actually look at the Zynga ticker.
2: That, like, the five seconds after Facebook, Zynga just collapsed?
1: Well, yeah, looking well, at... Where the- do you think people got the money for to buy Facebook stock? They already had the stock.
2: Oh,
0: yeah, 11.30 a.m., the stock goes from $8 a share... Down to seven
1: dollars a share, literally ooh, a one dollar change. When you're talking over 100 million, 200 million, however many shares of stock out there on the market, that's a significant change.
2: <laughs> yeah, but at that point, it's not even the
0: company's money. Let's see 1128. this is right before Facebook actually started to trade. 1128. price was eight dollars a share. Halty, the price was halted at 1138. <laughs> the okay, so thirteen
2: percent in ten
0: minutes—that yeah. actually is pretty significant. Yeah, that's a pretty significant drop. And then they finally started trading again. They they re allowed it to go. They again. opened it again. And then the price dropped to well, it went up to seven eighty from or from where it was, but down from eight dollars. Yeah, it was it's was not a good day. Well, but, I mean, they did end up finishing almost where they started. Uh, No, they started that morning at $8.27 a share. And, they and you closed, said they
2: finished at 7 80
0: No, they closed at 7 16
2: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, that's not
0: anywhere close. So, yeah, they ended the day down 13%, which my guess... Well, so if you think they're about to pick it up again... I don't know. It's Zanga. Now that Facebook has it out there, probably I'm guessing everybody was like, Ooh, Zynga's the closest thing to Facebook that I can get in stock. So I'll buy them. And now that Facebook's out, everybody's like,
1: Oh. Now I can have the real thing. Yeah. We don't need Zynga anymore.
0: Yeah. At one point the stock hit six dollars and forty cents per share. Er. Wow.
2: Zynga is yeah, not the it. only company that had this happen to them, by the way. They're the ones that shut down trading. Yeah. But other tech companies also had Losses posted across the board.
0: Lincoln was down two percent. Yelp was down eight percent. Ooh, I didn't know Yelp was a publicly traded company. <laughs> yeah, Yelp is a. I think their stock ticker is like Y or something like that. No, oh, that's Yahoo. Are oh, you right?
2: Uh, what, Who would buy stock in Yelp? What oh, product do they deliver? Well, what product? I know what product Facebook delivers. Oh, <laughs> Yelp's ticker is Yelp. Yeah, I figured.
1: Who would buy stock in Yelp? It's restaurant reviews that's what the press the product that they deliver. It's essentially a magazine, just not a magazine
2: I have issues with that <laughs> i like i i we we don't need to go into it that's just it feels dirty.
1: It feels dirty, but that's and unfortunately dumb. that's unfortunately what the case is. yeah, that's probably how they pitched it. We're like a magazine, just not a magazine.
2: We're like a magazine with no product. Oh wait. <laughs>
0: So this is what I think got us in the problem with the dot-com boom last time, was
2: the fact that people
0: were trying to sell a product.
2: That's not a product. That's yeah. more of an idea. Right. Well, I mean, Facebook has a product. The users are Facebook's product. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the things like,
0: oh, we're going to try and do this. Well, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, and let me tell you, the users on Facebook are the most stable product in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So anyway... Yeah, so it was a crazy day on the stock market on Friday. What else happened on Friday, or was that what you were going for?
2: That's more what I was going for. Ah, okay. Other stuff happened during the week. Yes, like Diablo Three,
1: which perhaps... finally, finally, apparently started working on Friday. Ouch. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised because Blizzard knew. I'm not. How? Andy,
2: Andy, what? Oh no, you weren't playing, were you? No. Release for WoW.
0: I still remember it a couple of times though, waiting in line for, um in the queue.
2: Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, I, I did okay, play WoW co- when there was a uh, queue. Yeah,
1: I'm a gonna, couple fun uh,
2: things. Look, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Johnny.
1: I was gonna say I'm gonna have to side with Andy on this because it wasn't a secret that Diablo Three was gonna be one of the, if not the biggest game release of the year they had record pre-order sales like no other game in history had as many pre-order sales as they did yeah so i mean if people who aren't in charge saw this then it's more the people who are in charge that kind of stuff just were like yeah whatever
2: okay so two points first off blizzard made a bad decision and actually didn't have a queue system in place there is no queue Either you can get into the server or you can't. Yeah. Second thing, who owns Blizzard? Activision. Let's be serious about this.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's but... the
2: last brilliant decision Activision made?
1: Look, okay. Purchased Blizzard. I, <laughs> look, I am the. I am. I, am a, I hate Activision with the best of them, trust me on this, but I do remember reading somewhere, now, now granted, I may be out of the loop here a little bit, but last I heard, Activision basically bought Blizzard and said, you keep doing what you're doing and we're just going to take the money.
2: More or less, but th- there's still some oversight there.
0: But still, okay, so it's a big event, you go to a midnight launch somewhere, you get your copy of Diablo 3, you install it, you try to get online and you get an
1: Error 37 that's not a good way to start. No, <laughs> top ten hardest bosses of the year. That's going to be number one.
2: <laughs> error thirty seven.
1: Yeah, <laughs> cannot even get into the game.
0: Nope. Which was kind of funny because uh, I think Eve posted something on their
2: like login page. Oh God! It was yeah. Eve Eve poked fun at it and said like no wait time, no queue, error, no error thirty seven. Come play with us.
0: Oh, that's funny. Somebody tweeted, so how many of you guys took the day off to play
2: Error 37? See, here's the thing. I never got Error 37. Because you I a have job. I have an actual job. Yeah. So I wasn't awake trying to get into that initial rush, which there was going to be no chance to get in anyway. And by the time I got home from work, they had fixed most of the, the basic errors, and so I got in. And then I stopped playing and then I found out later that night the servers crashed again.
1: So here's an interesting question that I have on with this whole error stuff and the fact that the game pretty much was broken from from the moment unless you had an actual job, which we know most nerds take most gamers who are really into Diablo 3 will take the day off. That's just a fact. It's not a stereotype. But uh where was the back la- like where was the backlash that we saw with Mass Effect Three on Diablo?
2: Cause as far as compar- people complaining,
1: yeah, because comparatively, comparatively, the backlash that happened with Mass Effect Three coming out um, is is was over something so minute i mean compared to not being able to play the game that you you were able to to be bought yeah you might be unsatisfied with mass effect 3 because of how the game was presented but at least you could still freaking play it where were the fcc regulations and the better business bureau complaints on on diablo 3
2: people like blizzard
1: that is true
2: that that's pretty much what i got for you people like blizzard as a company
1: Okay, so then, so then, what's, so then? The other question is, what has Bioware done prior to Mass Effect Three that <laughs> they were bought by EA? So why were they taking it out on Bioware? Because they were bought by
2: EA. It's not Bioware anymore. It's basically just a, an arm of EA. It's also a different kind of gamer, I think, um, that would play Diablo Three versus on launch day and take time off for it, versus the kind that was playing Mass Effect. I could be wrong there.
1: Maybe. I just I, – you know, I mean, EA's done some stupid stuff in the, in the way, and I'm not – I don't necessarily agree with how Mass Effect 3 played out, uh, but I'm not going to go complain about it. I honestly think that, like, it's <sighs> – it's a whole other rant that we can't – that I can't get into because it's going to take up the rest of the episode, but okay.
2: let's just let's – and, <laughs> and some of it – Blizzard has a history uh, – I don't know about Activision, but Blizzard does have a history of when shit goes bad – and they make mistakes like this, they try to do something to eventually make up for it.
1: Yeah, but this week what they would do is in the middle of the afternoon, usually about the time that people were getting home from work, normal work hours. <laughs> they'd, they'd reset would, uh, the server. <laughs> yeah, they'd reset the server. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Laura was trying to play it last night, and it's like, server, will reset in five minutes. God damn it. So wait, th- I thought this was a single-player game.
1: Yes, yeah, single or small group, but you have to be online. You
2: have to have an active internet connection to their right. server to play.
1: And there's where Activision's hands got into it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Ridiculous. <laughs> PC featured IGN
0: Diablo Three's best era thirty-seven jokes. This is. I love how these little memes just show up overnight. One does not simply log into Diablo Three.
1: <laughs> and yes, I, I even had my my, uh, uh, my hand like that. I tried to play There's Diablo already a- and I took an arrow to the knee.
2: Yep. There's a, a Hitler video of Diablo
1: 3 as well. God, when is that meme going to die?
2: <laughs> well, it actually did die for a little bit, because the company that owns the rights to the video posted takedown notices for all the videos. And then someone made a Hitler video about the Hitler video. <laughs> when memes go meta, there are problems. <laughs> Try to Rickroll someone while Rickrolling someone. Right. So, speaking of... I don't know.
1: Yeah, let's find a segue in that. Yeah, go ahead, (laughs) Andy. Speaking of...
2: Speaking of YouTube videos? Sure. Speaking of YouTube videos... (laughs) There's a portal... There's a YouTube video of Portal 2.
1: Damn it, Dave. You got him out of it. I, I... It made... I was
0: whatever
2: (laughs) speaking of hitler godwin's law what (laughs) so the portal 2 dlc came out yes last week and we talked about how people had already been making some crazy stuff with it yes so there's one example posted in the links and one that i hadn't but i think we actually talked about one of these last week was the uh 4-bit binary adding machine yep so that's out there now. There's also a Rube Goldberg machine.
0: Yeah, I'm watching it right now, and that's. <laughs> I want to know
2: how he even like set it
0: up. That's what I, I don't want. I like. I, I, I'm watching the gameplay video, but I would just like to watch him build it. That's what I'm curious about.
2: So you don't want to see videos of people playing the levels. You want to see videos of people building.
0: Yes, but I'm one of those that likes to see what's going on. Hey, look at that broadcast engineering. I like to see behind the scenes. Like to see how the magic is created.
2: Well, the little sprites go from the computer <laughs> through the cable. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, have you gotten a chance, either of you, to play through any of this DLC?
1: Not yet. Not for me either.
0: <laughs> Which is kind of I... funny you ask Johnny that because Johnny and I were the ones who beat the co-op together. Yeah, so about
2: like you played co-op. Why? Why? What?
1: Where's I've the love for the DLC. I've been well, busy back with when work. I had a job that. Back when I had a job that didn't pay me enough to really survive, I had to give up Portal 2 pretty much right after I got them finishing it with, with Andy. So
2: Always time to get back into it. Yeah. I was going to say, I had a free copy of it, but then we gave it away. I mean, I actually I did this week just play through the story again because it's so good and funny, and I wanted to play it.
1: I if this laptop could run portal. We're going to have to test that out.
2: Yeah, I think I'm actually this weekend going to crack
0: open my laptop case and get a can of air, try and clean it out. I think that is what my problem is. It's just our apartment's very dusty, so it might have just sucked up a lot of dust, and that's what's causing my overheating issues. Yep. Because if I have my laptop, when I was at my parents' house last weekend, I had it on my IKEA desk, which is a clear, flat desk, and I was getting overheating issues just having it sit there. It's, it doesn't seem right. Nope. That's usually a sign that something's wrong. Yeah. Well, it's also an HP laptop, so there's the issue with the com uh, my compact, my old one that had the overheating issue, which is why I don't have wireless on it. So, speaking of graphics though, Nvidia announced the Grid. The Grid? Well, it's officially called the, the Gaming Grid. Well, it's called the GeForce Grid. Oh, hopefully we we're going to Tron. No. The game grid, yes, I know, yes, but no, no, no. Greetings, Starfighter. Oh, that was actually a pretty good movie.
2: That was a fantastic movie. Different movie than Tron, but a fantastic
0: movie. I, I know, but I was just kind of surprised. It took me so long to actually, you know,
1: you you've never seen that movie until you've played the actual arcade game. Somebody actually made the arcade game? No, that's actually. I, I don't know if I don't know if it came before or after, but yeah, there is an actual Starfighter, uh, last Starfighter arcade game in which you do the Death Blossom.
2: Oh God,
1: <laughs> it's the one game where. It's the only game that has actually made me physically ill. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Just because you, you spin around so
1: fast? It's one of the first sort of like sit down, you're in the cockpit of a thing, you have a joystick in front of you with like buttons and stuff like that, and there's one button you hit for and it's, it's vector graphics. But oh, like, man, there's, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, there's one you, button you hit to go into the Death Blossom, and then I don't know what happened after that.
2: <laughs> Johnny, I need you to find me this game.
1: Um, when I played it, it was at the Houston Arcade Expo. Happens every, uh, like the first weekend of November every year.
2: Yeah, it's a good movie.
1: It is as hard as they describe it in the movie. No, oh, I can see
0: that, yeah. Yeah. So, this, new NVIDIA, the G-Force grid. grid, basically, uh, let's see, it, uh, includes a G-Force grid multiprocessor board, which includes two Kepler architecture GPUs.
2: Yes, go on. And, we'll pretend uh, see, we all know what that is.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that is either. I'm guessing it's a pretty high-end GPU. Going on. So, let's see. The four GPUs together can see stream, it looks like, eight? Yeah, eight HD streams over the internet to your television. So it's basically, this is what might be powering on live in the future.
1: So in layman's terms, it has a thingy that does this stuff and another doohickey that does other stuff and it makes everything look pretty. Yeah, and it can
0: supposedly drop server latency to as little as 10 milliseconds.
2: Okay, so this would be a server side thing though. This would not be, I'm installing the grid on my desktop.
0: Probably not. Okay, But still, this is most likely you would...
2: Be- so I really probably wouldn't even know if I was using the grid. Probably not. You
0: might Except be able- the things might be faster. Yeah.
1: But I mean, like, what this would allow... But I think with this... Looking at this, um, I don't know what the current technology does for streaming, streaming games, but it looks like it might be able to consolidate a lot of stuff so you'd be able to house major cloud gaming server farms in smaller areas. Okay. Which means you could probably have it just, like, sitting in the back room of a GameStop. Yeah, a GameStop. Oh, there you go, right there.
2: That's terrifying.
1: That's you just hit on why this what what this is going to be used for. Thank you, Dave, for putting that out in the ether.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that's that's awful. Someone go patent that real quick before GameStop can.
0: Well, yeah. what's not only funny about that is the fact that they're actually working with T V manufacturers now to actually reduce the input lag on the televisions. So like we we're, we're doing all we can. Let's work with you guys, you guys too. <laughs> so we can fix it on your end as well. Because supposedly, according to their chart, which is NVIDIA's chart, so take it with a grain of salt, that once this would be up and running, it would actually be faster than your HDMI connection between your regular console and your television.
2: Assuming, what, a T1 line into your house? I don't know. That's the thing.
0: is, I'm, one, I'm seeing all these, like, oh, you can stream this from the cloud, you can stream this from the cloud. But moving to our next topic... Comcast is dropping well, They're they, unlimited Yeah, data. they originally dropped their unlimited, and then they put a data cap on there. But now even they're dropping the data cap.
1: Are they dropping the data cap, or are they pulling an, an AT&T where it says, yeah, we're dropping the data cap, but you've got to be throttled for that last little bit.
0: No, this one, you, you pay uh, money for additional gigabytes. So it's a okay. service. Yes.
1: Pay per use. That's still That still doesn't answer my question of, are they actually legitimately getting rid of the data cap? And letting you stream as, as fast as you want, or are they throttling that last fifty fifty gigabytes that you're going to be paying ten bucks for? My guess is they're moving... Uh, let's see. I, had, I should find the actual. Which, by the way, while you're finding that, I'd like to I'd like to state this is sort of an evil thing to think of, but it doesn't make any sense to me that these companies would want to throttle data, especially if they have tiered services. Yeah, because you're you're, you're making them more money. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I, it just kind of goes to show you how much of a hit on their infrastructure this can be. But, yeah, I, I was just thinking, I'm like, why would they want to throttle you if they're charging you per megabyte? Because the Almost data cap was virtually 250 people.
0: gigabytes, which for most people, that's a lot. So over the next few months, the provider will be trying out two approaches, a 300 gigabyte monthly cap for basic service and higher caps for more advanced levels of service, plus $10 for an additional 50 gigabytes.
2: Yep. That's it. Are you using 300 gigabytes? I mean, even if you're constantly streaming Netflix, 300 gig, that does seem like a lot.
1: Well, it does. Here's the interesting thing. It seems a lot unless you are a heavy pirater and heavy user for like peer-to-peer stuff. Basically, right, but that's,
2: that's illegal activities and but, these people are trying to cut them down.
1: And that's the interesting thing about this is because that's really the only thing that at least I can feasibly see. would You would need that much data in a month, which they're allowing you to have and pay for, and yet they're fighting against the ability to use that. Once again, they're going against the grain of where you could be making more money off of this Yep. Honestly I, th- I honestly think that that's where where it should go is that you know Comcast should basically partner up with the movie with the movie things and say okay here's what we're going to do we're going to we're going to monitor the piracy stuff and then we'll work we'll work on like this tiered data plan and for the people who are using a lot of data that are using the piracy kind of stuff you you know we'll charge them for the tiered data and you'll get a cut out of it.
2: So the question then becomes, though, what about people who are doing legitimate stuff with huge files?
1: Well, that's why that's why you allow monitoring. It's a little bit less. It's a little bit less privacy, but it's there. There isn't. A, you know, you could come to an agreement over. You know, what is tech? What should technically be private, and what should be technically under privacy standards versus anything else?
2: Yeah, I don't see that working out. Too many things. Like, because it, it. Yeah. Just no. Well, no.
0: The, basically, the the idea of this Comcast thing is the fact that they've removed the data limits entirely. Well, not really entirely, but they've they've gone from a hard limit of you hit 250 gigabytes, you're done to a softer, okay, we'll put it up to 300, but if you go over then you got to pay us some more money and it it's it seems like it's all about the money. Especially Verizon too. Oh goodness.
2: Yeah, so Verizon is getting rid of their all of their unlimited plans. Yes. You get to keep it if you've been grandfathered in. Until you decide to move from 3G to LTE.
0: Or 4G is, quote-unquote, 4G. It's not 4G. Yes, I know, which I said the quote-unquote. I even had quotation marks. Yes, well, you could have just left it at LTE. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, if you have a Verizon phone, and you have 3G service, and you have an unlimited data plan, hey, you get to keep that. Until until you decide to go to 4G. Then you will have to go into a tiered data plan like everybody else does. Except for, you know, T-Mobile and uh, Sprint. Uh, uh, sucks to be you. Granted, T-Mobile kind of has a soft cap at 2 gigabytes, and Sprint is Sprint.
2: I mean, Sprint does have unlimited data. Yes. They're the only and, ones left
0: who have unlimited data, because yeah. they're not that big. I'm,
2: and I'm I'm considering actually making that jump to Sprint. Oh, really? A, it's better reception out in Madison, and B, it's unlimited. Two things holding me back. Talk and data at the same time, and how long will it actually be unlimited? True. Everyone else is switching over. It's a matter of time.
1: I was going to say, it's probably until you... Uh you switch over, Dave, and then yeah. oh, they switch. Time to go to go to.
0: Unlimited. That'll be it. <laughs> oh, Dave bought an HD DVD player for his Xbox. Oh, and Blu-ray wins. Yeah. So what else we got? Oh, Valve was doing their Steam Wallet. We talked about that a while ago.
2: Yes, but- and the, they're selling stuff at GameStop now. Yes. So you can. That's actually- I think actually huge. GameStop, which, if I remember correctly, bought Impulse. Yes, you do indeed remember correctly. Best move Stardock ever made was getting rid of Impulse, because now they can sell on Steam. Yes.
0: And aren't there Steam games on Impulse now? Probably. (laughs) So it seems you could buy Steam credits, quote-unquote Steam credits, at GameStop. Or you could, you know, just... Go on Steam. Go on Steam and buy the game. Yeah.
2: Well, but if I want to buy you, like... You know, it's, hey, Andy, I know you want to buy a game. I want to help you buy a game. I don't know what game you want, so I'll just go to GameStop and buy 20 bucks for you on Steam and then give it to you. True.
0: This could be something, you know, for your grandparents or your parents.
2: Or I want to buy a four-pack of something, and I'd like someone else to help me pay for it.
1: Or I don't want to put my credit card – I want to download Steam, but I don't want to put my credit card online.
2: Ah, yep. there we go. That's a huge one, actually, especially yeah. for kids.
1: yes. Because kids, how many times do you go to a
0: GameStop? I think there has not been one time I've gone to a GameStop, and I haven't seen some sort of small child-parent combination in the store. Most of the time talking about Pokemon.
2: Or you go to the wrong
0: GameStops. There's only two of them in town. Well, then you go into the wrong GameStop, go to the other one.
2: Man, I'm I'm trying to remember how many there are in, like, a five-mile radius.
0: Of where you currently are? You don't even want to know how
2: many are around where I live. Oh, Oh, yeah. No. God. So in Ann Arbor, there's, I think, seven GameStops where no two of them are more than eight miles apart.
0: Let's see how many of them are around here. Find a store. I think there's just the two of them.
2: Let's see. Around here, I know of at least three. But in Ann Arbor, they're everywhere. Everywhere. Let's see. Putting in my
0: address. Oh, I love how they have Bing maps. Bing! Yeah, three miles away, four miles away. The next one's 14, 23, 24, 33, 39. Eight stores within a 40-mile
2: radius. <laughs> so on the topic of GameStop and used games, yes. have you noticed that there's no Rock Band or Guitar Hero stuff at any GameStop
0: anymore? Because I think everybody bought all the stuff, and there's not any new ones coming out, is no,
1: there? No, the, back before Rock Band 3 was even released, they weren't even accepting stuff to be coming in, unless it was just the game itself, as far as trade-in stuff goes.
2: Yep, so there's no trade-in, and there's no new. So... Go to a GameStop and try and buy a new Rock Band guitar.
0: Let's just look at GameStop online, see if I can... Rock Band game only, Rock Band game only. Accessories. I could buy a pre-owned Wii guitar for $13. No, I don't want the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> I had one. I got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Rock Band Ottoman? Wouldn't that just be just an ottoman with the storage inside? Currently unavailable online. Currently unavailable. Currently unavailable. Yeah, everything is currently unavailable. Yeah. (laughs) is, Is that the death of the music game, then?
2: I think it died a while ago,
0: actually. It probably did.
1: No, the music game itself has not died. It's still alive and kicking, but it's just gone into different... It's turned
0: into Rock Band Blitz. Rock Band Blitz, Dance Central... Just Dance. Yeah. The Black Eyed Peas Experience. (laughs) Star Wars Connect. Oh, God. Do the Trash Compactor. No. (laughs) Oh, Kate just did the Trash Compactor. I was going to high-five her, and she's leaving me hanging.
1: (laughs) Okay, we got to – come
0: on.
2: Back on topic. Um, Let's see. uh, What topic were we even on (laughs) We finished talking about Grid, Valve, and GameSpot, and GameStop. Um, we were talking about
0: uh, da, 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 da. data plans so, on phones. Yes. Which could okay. Lead us to the fact that Motorola phones, the Atrix, Droid, and Zoom, among another fifteen devices. But the Zoom
2: isn't a phone, but okay. But
0: okay, so Motorola devices. There's eighteen Motorola devices that are now currently disallowed in the United States because of Microsoft.
2: Okay. I don't think that's going to stand for very long. Uh, partly because the last hurdle for the Google-Motorola merger was just cleared. Ah. I don't know why I didn't post that. <laughs> why didn't you post that? I don't know. So the, the U.S. has said okay. The EU has said okay. So the last hurdle for Google and Motorola to, for this, this acquisition of Motorola Mobile was China. And China gave the okay? China gave their okay. Okay, then. So, yeah, I don't see this lasting very long. Mm. Google is going to fight this tooth and nail. Of course. Uh. All right, other topics Johnny can't talk about. <laughs> the fact that um,
0: HBO Go was put on Xbox Live, except yes. for people who have Time Warner. Okay. So now, to uh, yesterday... I have chartered. Ah, uh, I have Bloom Broadband, which is actually owned by the company who owns the apartment complex. So I'm not actually okay. sure who is outside of that loop. Right. Um, so the HBO Go app is now finally allowed on Time Warner and Bright House cable subscribers.
2: Good for them. So Microsoft, on the one hand, opening things up, and on the other hand, absolutely closing them off. Yes. Gotta love patent warfare. Woo! By the way, funniest thing, I don't remember if we brought it up on the show or not, Samsung and Apple. <laughs> Samsung makes Apple's chips. Yeah. And they are at war. Okay. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. I finally saw
0: that episode. Really? Yeah. I've actually seen now all of the Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. And then, remember, I tried to watch DS9 and went, what the hell is this?
2: Yeah, well, because you were probably still expecting Next Generation. I was. He is not Picard.
0: I know. I explained that, especially when it was the fact that Q showed up, and Q was even like, What? You're not Picard. (laughs) Picard would never hit me. What is this? Picard. Yep. Uh,
2: HP loses a lot of
0: jobs. Well, they're planning on cutting. It's not actually official yet, but they're planning on cutting 30,000 jobs, which is 10% of their workforce.
2: That's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, that is a lot of people.
2: Um, they did, however, just do a really cool, I think it was HP, did a really cool stunt for all these people who were claiming print is dead. Okay. And what they did is they asked a town to go without print, any print, for a week. <laughs> so you think about what's printed. Menus. Yeah. Signs. Yep. Addresses, envelopes, postage, lists. Probably would not. It did not go well. No. No. You know, nutritional information on soup cans. There's a lot of printed material <laughs> out there. Soup cans. Yeah. What's in this can? I don't know. It's a
0: mystery because there's nothing printed on it.
2: Will I be allergic to it? I don't know. Is it dog food? I don't know. <laughs> look at me. Now look at this cat. Now look at me.
0: <laughs> God, I wish somebody had that video of me at PAX doing that. Mm-hmm. I, just, I was sitting there I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? What the hell am I going to do? I know. Old Spice. Right, so we should move because um, we're done with topics. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Have you? We aren't done with topics. There's one more.
0: What? Oh, Venus. The transit of Venus. It's happening in June. It's
2: happening in like two weeks. And I'm gonna this be in week... class. Yeah. This week is uh an annular eclipse so it's the moon going in front of the sun but the moon is far enough away that there will still be a ring of fire as opposed to the corona and then like a week or two weeks after that is the transit of venus where you can't see it with the naked eye don't stare at the sun for this because you will go blind uh but venus goes right across the sun i wonder if i could wear my welding mask you can if it is of a certain type. I think it's like number 14 or something like Ooh,
0: that. I
2: think I'm only a number 10. I'd have to check. Then no. <laughs> but if you go to the website Transit of Venus, which is posted in our links, it gives you that information. Welding mask is a, a common question, evidently. Well, of course, yeah, because everybody's got a welding mask. Not
0: many people have, you know,
1: solar... Who wind has wind. a welding mask? I do. Welders. Johnny, do you have a welding mask? I do not, but what I was trying to say until I realized that my mic was muted, um, <laughs> is that it, on the website, you can actually buy paper sunglasses that are powerful enough that you can look directly at the sun for $0.95. Cents. Really? On the yeah. Transit of Venus website? Yeah. If you look at eye protection, it's, it says like suggestions of like what to use, and they say solar shades, and like apparently there's a site where you can buy one for like $0.95. Cents.
0: Bulk? Solar uh, shades for $0.95 cents
1: each, yeah. Bulk. <laughs> Well, yeah, you could for, buy up to 1,000 of them or yeah, more. Yeah, one, 1 to 25. If you buy 1 to 25, then 90 cents, 95 cents each.
2: Okay. Yeah, I might just buy, like, 25 and hand them out at work. <laughs>
1: where's the yeah but i'm pissed about the about the solar eclipse cuz I, I read about that and was like ooh you could see it on the on the pacific coast wait i'm on the pacific coast i'll get to see a solar eclipse for the first time in my life and it goes yeah you only be able to see this north is oregon <laughs> uh, take a trip <laughs> road trip down to oregon
0: number 14 shade well, I have to, yeah i have to figure out what type of shade i have on my welding helmet <laughs>
2: Oh, and don't use floppy disks, either. <laughs> Who thought that one up? I did. Have you ever taken a part of floppy? No. I know there's a floppy disk inside. Go take a part of floppy and look at any light except the sun through the floppy. Well, first off, I would have to find a floppy because I don't have any of those anymore. They are actually, like, really, really good filters. Hmm. They knock out a ton of light. They do not knock out a ton of infrared and ultraviolet radiation. Gotcha.
0: All right, now can we go to the random review?
2: Okay, we can go to the random review. What would you pick, Dave? Well, I figured since we had a guest this time, Johnny, if you had something you wanted to review, we would defer <laughs> mine for next week.
1: Uh, yeah, but I have to go against reviewing it because it's a beta, and I'm not sure if I'm okay. under NDA on it, so yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm under NDA, so I'm just going to play it safe. Yeah. I am
2: reviewing DEFCON. DEFCON. Because we've never reviewed it. <laughs> Which is odd. Given how much we've talked about it. Right. We should at some point play the, the like full real-time eight-hour DEFCON. I wanted to do that at PAX. I just couldn't find enough people. No. <laughs> Do you remember Civ at PAX, Andy, and how that destroys the weekend? Yes.
0: yes no, 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 no. And you also won a computer case off of that because of my help.
2: Yes. Thank you, vassal state. <laughs> so DEFCON. I- uh, all right. So it is, if you've ever watched the movie War Games.
1: It is War Games.
2: It is War Games. It is global thermonuclear warfare. There are even references to the movie in this game. They are very subtle, but they're there. Um, basic gist of the game, you place your silos, you place your radars, you place your airfields, you make your fleets, and everyone else does the same thing, and then in real time, or at least in simultaneous time, you blow the shit out of each other. The goal of the game is to not die while killing as many of your opponent's cities as you can.
0: But, most likely, everybody is going to die. Just, yeah, you have to die the least.
2: The only yeah. winning strategy is not to play. Oh. <laughs> but you're playing a game, so.
1: Isn't that where the term megadeth comes from? It is the estimated amount of people who would die in a nuclear war. Something like that. I think that's what that is. Mm.
2: Oh, by the way, those uh, solar no, yeah, shades... Yeah, one million deaths by nuclear explosion. Those solar shades are out of stock, by the way. Oh. oh
1: well, yeah, you've got the Eclipse next week and then and the a transit, transit of Venus. Of Venus.
2: <laughs> they they say they might have more in time for a Transit of Venus, but they won't take orders until they actually have the glasses. Right. So
0: what I like about DEF CON is the fact that it looks exactly like it war did games. in War Games.
2: Yeah, it, it was really intro version the the people who made it did a fantastic job of replicating the feel of the game as well as just the aesthetics and the look like when you're playing this game you will feel like you're in a bunker five miles down controlling massive armadas of ships and having the entire nations or group
1: of nations
2: uh, ballistic missiles at your command.
1: Have you ever played it with headphones on? Yes. Yeah, you no. hear little cries every now and then and the music and stuff going on. Yeah, the it's kind
2: of creepy. Actually. Yeah. yeah, it is. People moaning and dying.
1: Mm-hmm. Best way to play DEFCON is the way Tony does it. He's got a 60-inch flat-screen television hooked up to his laptop. He turns off all the lights and just has it full-screen on his TV.
2: I can see that. So it looks like a big board.
1: Yeah. Wow! I'd love to see them come out with with a version of Def Con that's a lot like Artemis. Artemis? It's, yeah. What's Artemis? You've never heard of? You haven't heard of Artemis? I, I don't believe I've heard of Artemis. It's a four player LAN only game where you control uh, one person is the captain of a starship, and one person controls weapons, and one person controls propulsion, and one person controls navigation. The Spaceship Bridge Simulator.
2: Hmm. You so you have, you have to actually basically be a bridge.
1: Exactly. And you have to work as a team to go fight other ships and dock on different places and stuff like that. It's actually pretty cool. I've seen One
2: it. player plays the captain, a person who sits in the middle and doesn't have a workstation, and tells everyone what to do.
1: What? <laughs> I haven't actually played it, but I've seen it being played, and it's a lot of fun.
2: Could, does it have to be, well, even I guess even if it has to be LAN, you could still do it over uh, Hamachi or some other... Uh, virtual LAN,
1: probably because when you when you actually buy the copy of the game, it sends you four different copies, and each different copy is for each division of the bridge, right? Huh. But yeah, I mean, if 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 they made Def Con into something like that, where you would like it gets down to like people are controlling the subs and the aircraft carriers, and then the actual bunkers, and then you have one person. In the middle with the big board that shows the whole entire map. So, like, massive action gaming? Yeah.
2: Which flopped?
0: Well, no... I was actually thinking that that's what they're going to have to do with Madden at some point is actually create a co-op mode where you can have multiple people play multiple positions. Think about it cuz everybody plays quarterback and you can also have somebody playing the wide receiver, somebody playing against two other people who are playing cornerback and offensive or defensive line.
2: I I've had that idea for a while and I like it. I think it would be awesome to form an actual football team where you all have a position. Yeah. I also want the ability to uh, institute custom rules into that. For instance, it's not a set limit of players, but a set weight limit. <laughs> oh, physics and Madden are always off. Yeah. But yeah, it's Spacious similarity
0: seems kind of fun. But it,
2: oh, CON. Do I really need six players? Yes. <laughs> no, the game takes three to six. There are five bridge stations. Helm, weapon, science, engineering, and comms. Only and weapons are required. The others enhance, but you can play without them. Oh, there's a free demo. Yeah, there's actually
0: a way of getting a free copy of the game. is You get three people together, play the demo, and post it on YouTube. And then send them the link. Andy! Johnny! <laughs> we're not in the same room. We're not even who in the says same states. Who says <laughs> yeah. we need to be? We have Hamachi. We have Google Hangout. Oh, Hamachi. I love how we were originally talking about Def Con, and then we get to this.
2: Yeah, oh so I mean Defcon is it, it's a short description. There's not much to say. It's yeah. a fantastic game.
1: You you really only need to ask one question. Have you seen more games? Yes. It's like thermonuclear war. Global thermonuclear warfare. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's my it. There one there problem
0: with Defcon is
2: the planes. Yeah. Yeah. Air air combat really sucks.
1: But then again you also think if you think about actual global thermonuclear warfare Planes aren't really going to do it for you. But planes
2: loaded with nukes will.
1: Yeah. It's but mostly going to be ballistic missiles because it's going to be 20 minutes from when, th- from when ballistic mi- missiles launch and everything's already screwed anyway. But, but and, the plane, and most planes will probably fall down due to the EMPs. I've done a lot of research on <laughs> nuclear war, by the way.
2: <laughs> Should I be scared, Johnny? Should I start calling you Dr. Strangelove? Because I'm pretty sure Seattle actually has a couple nukes, um, not in the city,
1: but nearby the city. Um, not only nearby the city, but I'm pretty sure that since we have Boeing, that we have more than 50 nukes trained on the city. Yeah,
2: because you're like a huge shipping and manufacturing center.
1: Yeah. No, so, I, no, that's why I've done a lot of research on it. I found a site that actually does – it uses Google Maps, and then you can pick like what type of bomb – According to its yield, and you can go from any one of the ones that are tested, and it'll tell you like what the different destruction rates are, like what what will va- get you vaporized, what you'll what you'll have to worry about as far as radiation goes, and what the actual blast radius is. So,
2: if someone um, drops bomba on Seattle, how far out does it go?
1: I have to be halfway into Washington. Yeah. If Zarbomba, if Zarbomba actually hits Seattle, it's, and I knew it was coming, I'm just going to go. All right, there's my cigarette. There's my scotch. Let's watch the light show. <laughs> Yeah. But,
2: but most Andy, are, are you familiar with Zarbomba? What's Zarbomba? It is the largest tested nuclear weapon. It, it's, it was uh, the Soviets testing an A-bomb, and it's huge. I keep on getting these strange drums. <laughs> uh, you want T-Z-A-R,
0: I think? Oh, Bomba. okay. Yeah. Gotcha, there
2: we go. The King of Bombs. That would make sense. A fifty-seven there. megaton.
1: No, it was bomb. calculated to be. It was designed to be fifty-seven megatons. They estimate its actual yield at almost twice that. Oh God. Yeah, like like if you go to this thing, if I can find this damn this damn site, I saw it the other week. But ah, uh, they actually have it on there, and but they have both of them. They have fifty megatons. Zara bomb was calculated, and then it goes hundred megatons, megatons. <laughs> actual. <laughs> And I did um, the actual, and I'm like, wow. It really puts into perspective, you know, everyone knows that we're fucked in nuclear war. It really puts into perspective just how fucked you are. Yeah, because that
2: one nuke would take out a quarter of Washington state.
1: Well, to put, to put it this way is uh, the, one, the original one that was tested um, – I use I use the uh, the space needle as my ground zero whenever I do that because that's because most nukes will they're designed to detonate before actually hitting the ground,
2: hundred feet off the ground or something. Or yeah, so I figure, mile off the ground something like that.
1: Yeah, so I figure the space needle would be like the perfect place for like them to aim if they're dropping a bomb because it's about that height and it's pretty much dead center of Seattle and yeah it takes out all of downtown Seattle and goes about a quarter of a mile outside of downtown Seattle just the original blast trinity zone. test the original trinity test
2: oh that was trinity
1: yeah that's but that's that's the full blast radius like the half like half of the blast radius is where you really have to worry about uh radiation typically okay uh, but the but it, the bomb's so powerful that the other half yeah, unless you have ducting covered and you're under a really strong thing you're pretty much you're going to get some injuries out of it some burns maybe from the heat, mostly projectile kind of stuff. Okay. How the hell is the site? I don't
0: know. Now I'm just reading about different types of bombs, thermobaric devices. Mm-hmm.
2: So we. So now that we've gotten random access podcasts on the like CIA and FBI's watch list.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello, NSA agent.
0: Should we go
2: to random the... topic? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. And it's like the recording is too long, <laughs> well, it's just we just took a
0: little bit of a dark turn with Defcon and thermonuclear Bo, war i mean
2: it it's defcon. What do you expect? It's a dark game
0: thermonuclear war. Blow your friends to Kingdom come so the random topic. yes, are you a judgmental person?
2: I try not to be i I really do try not to be. I Wait. end up being so fairly often. What exactly is a judgmental person? You either, A, there, there's kind of two parts. You can be someone who jumps to conclusions about other people. That would be being judgmental. Okay. You are making judgments. Uh, or you you allow your the, the judgments that you've made to influence how you perceive and interact with people. I try not to be a judgmental person. Most of the time... I I mean, there's there's a middle ground where it is okay and important to be judgmental. But at the same time, you don't want to just jump to the conclusions. You want to be able to see it from all sides and understand where they are coming from as well.
0: Granted, I realize that people are subconsciously judgmental. It's like going to a job interview in shorts and a hoodie versus, you know, showing up to a job interview in a suit.
2: Wait, we're not supposed to go in shorts and hoodies? No. Oh, (laughs) I went in a polo shirt and slacks to my most recent one. That's because the clothing policy is wear clothing. Yeah, it would probably be khakis and polo. Yeah. Do not show up to that one in a suit. No. Oh, Johnny
0: found the the link. Yep. Yeah, I heard that in my earbuds. <laughs> oh dear.
1: Oh. That's how non-judgmental I am. I just don't even listen to the final topic. <laughs> Yeah, I think Johnny is quite, the, out of the three of us, I would picture Johnny as the least judgmental.
2: Okay. Hey, wow, so these, these tiny bombs are, like, not
1: bad. Yeah, but the average weapon, I think nowadays, I think this one, it's like, let's see, I'm looking at the thing, I think it's like largest mm-hmm. nuke in, in China's arsenal or something, or in U.S. arsenal or something like that. Common, yeah. Hundred kiloton.
2: Okay. Well, Hiroshima so, really just wasn't that big. Yeah. Although they they suffered. Comparatively. Because it was in a yeah. Also well,
1: comparatively.
2: Comparatively, and they suffered because they were in a valley, so it kind of reflected stuff in. Detonate. Oh. <laughs> um.
1: Is that the Tsar Bomba?
2: No, that's the first H bomb. Yeah. The Ivy Mike, ten megatons. Yeah. That's that that yeah. I, wow. <laughs> hmm. Puts Thermal radiation radius.
1: Yeah, puts it in perspective, doesn't it?
2: Third degree burns to all exposed skin, starts fires in flammable materials, contributes to firestorm. Wow. Well, okay. It looks
0: like I'd be safe from anybody attacking Chicago. Uh,
2: yes, but not by much with that Zarbamba. <laughs> No, I'm I'm looking at Zambaba,
0: and it only doesn't even get into Benton Harbor.
2: Uh, the thing with this map though is it's estimated because it doesn't take into account the the terrain.
1: Yeah, hills, valleys, and all the other kind of stuff. But still, that's or a it's, giant lake, which would be vaporized. Yep, that would be one way of lowering the water level. And
2: he, you'd be you'd be screwed because look at the. Okay, so we we screwed the random topic at this point, but look at. <laughs> Look at how much of the radiation radius is on the water. Half. Yeah. What's the prevailing
0: wind direction from Chicago? Towards Michigan? Oh, goodness. Oh,
2: goodness. (laughs) You'd be screwed.
1: So, yeah, average bomb in Seattle using it as a, um, so the common U.S. bomb, W-76, would, Seattle would be gone. Pretty much that entire island, but I'd be safe.
2: Really, Seattle would be gone with the the average one.
1: Yeah, the average bomb, Seattle would be gone if they used if they used uh, um, uh, if they used the uh, the space needle ground zero. Um, now, interesting thing is though. Interesting part is that uh, Boeing would not be gone. Now, let's do Zarbama. Oh god! Yeah, the blast blast radius reaches almost to Mount Rainier.
2: But again, the mountains would kind of deflect it and stop it
1: and. Yeah, the b- the blast radius you, of Tsar bomb You'd lose takes the... Out- no, here, here you go. The last major city in the blast radius, if you use uh, the Space Needle as ground zero, and the major- the thermal radiation radius, Olympia. Mm-hmm. Olympia is gone. Third-degree burns yeah. all exposed skin, stars, fires, and flammable materials contributes to firestorm, if large enough. The See. air blast radius would take out me me and Redmond. If, if and- I were to drop
2: a bomb like that, though, on the U.S., if it were that big a thermal blast, I wouldn't do it on a city. I'd do it in the middle of, like, Idaho or Montana where there's a huge forest that they'd never be able to put out the fire.
1: Yeah, except that like, – yeah, that's the thermal blast, but the uh, air bl- air blast radius, which would pretty much just destroy the trees anyway, would be, like, Kent and stuff like that. But damn it, it still doesn't take out Forks. Or does it? Do you have a problem with this place? Forks, Washington? Yeah. As in Home of Twilight?
2: Oh, that. Okay. Let's see. Zar on Detroit. Yep. Ann Arbor is gone. <laughs> and in fact, if you place it right, you can grab Toledo in that too.
1: Um, but here's the thing about Zar I don't think there's a bomb that big in arsenals.
2: Uh, probably going for the, the smaller ones at this point. But I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple hundred megatons sitting around.
1: I don't. I don't think so because I think I think that that kind of because Tsar Bomba was like the last major test, and even even Russian people, even the Russian testers looked at it and go, "What the too hell much? Done? Yeah." You might you might see fifty megaton bombs. There'll probably be a bunch of those, but well,
0: what what I need you to do, Johnny, is hunt <laughs> down that missing nuclear warhead that's outside of Georgia. <laughs> oh God. Zarbamba
2: yeah. in Japan like takes out
0: Japan, most of Japan. <laughs> 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 Let's see how many megatons is the Jersey two
2: nuke? Yeah, about three zarbambas, and you've taken out probably eighty percent of the population of Japan
0: seven thousand pound nuclear bomb into the waters off of tybee island georgia and it's
1: still missing oops yeah pretty much for me to have time to get out i'd have to say i'd have to hope for an ivy Mike type of thing it would still take out redmond but when the time and the time allowed it for for knowing that something was coming i might be able to get out of the blast radius in time on the highway uh
2: you think the highway's going to be open <laughs>
1: I know back routes. I'm actually in a place that I can get get out. I can get out pretty quickly. Okay. Probably take the that back way or something like that.
2: See, thing in the the way that they're going nowadays, though. It's going to be like a tactical nuclear strike. So it would because you don't want to destroy the city. You want to be able to eventually live there. So you knock out like Boeing itself or SeaTac. And you just drop like a what is it, the Davy Crockett on the
1: building? Well, it's like the B eighty three is the largest bomb in the current U.S. arsenal right now, one point two megatons. That I'd actually be safe on that one. I could just sit in my house and watch the flash and watch Bellevue burn, <laughs> pretty much. You sound so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I when, it to, when it comes to nuclear, when it comes to nuclear weapons, if you're not in the blast radius, you're excited.
2: Yeah, no, still get very far away. Radiation doesn't just sit in that radius; it goes out.
1: Right, but it's but at the same time, it's you don't have to you don't have to um because you got prevailing winds and stuff like that. But it's you won't be exposed to it as long because you can wait until like traffic dies down and then evacuate. Mm. It would be one of those hunker down moments where hunker down till till the dangers pass and then get the fuck out.
0: Yeah. Okay, I think with that. <laughs> Johnny, before we go, is there any sight you want to pimp other than, Uh, you know, our impending doom?
1: Um, Nuclearsecrecy.com is, what, is the map we're looking at But no, I've made a new podcast Drunkosophy uh, Go to Drunkosophy.com And, and uh, check us out We get drunk and talk about philosophy Essentially, it's pretty fun You also could get drunk and talk about our impending doom I we, think have we, done the, we have done that
0: actually
2: Okay, because I was about to say I think we've got your next episode for you right here
1: <laughs> Add some beer right? And then if you want to go check out what I do as a job, go follow at Xbox Support. We're always there to help you with any Xbox problems that you might have.
2: Okay, then. My Xbox is getting overheated. Take the tall out around it.
0: <laughs> you mean I can't remelt my GPU back to the board? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Johnny, for coming on. Andy, it's been good to talk to you. Everyone, have a good week. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast.